0: my pals, my friends, new friends, old friends, my mom, my dad, I miss you. How is everyone doing? Oh my goodness, it's another week. Can you believe it? It's another week. It's another Wednesday, another hump day, and another day for a new episode of One More Round with Trisha Black, which means new guests. And today is no different. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited for the guests that we have today. We have not one, but we have two. Uh, they are both creators and stars and writers of a wonderful series that I was very lucky to be a part of called Band Ladies. It is Dana Puttycomb and Kate Fenton. Oh my gosh, these two are so delightful, so kind, so warm, so talented. They just, talent just comes out of their bodies Um, and I am just so blessed to know them. Dana is from Newfoundland, so it's always a pleasure to talk to another East Coaster. Uh, on this episode, we chat what it's like to create a series and the process of that, uh, music in film and series, and the process of creating music for a series, uh, and the lengths you'll go to learn an instrument for your, your, your creative piece. Uh, and we just chit-chat, and it is just so delightful and so wonderful. And Kate has a new short film that she's created uh, called Rainbow Baby that is in production right now. So check it out and follow that on Instagram. Uh, It is wonderful. And we're gonna get to more of that here in just a second. But how is everyone doing? Like I said, it's a new week. Bit of a crazy week in the uh, celebrity news. Chris Pine leaked his own nudes. (laughs) How do you do that? (laughs) Like you gotta keep your nudes in that folder on your phone that is like hidden pictures so you know not to ever share them you just keep them in a hidden folder and send them to who you want so i don't understand unless the person he was trying to send them to had a similar name to insta stories uh i don't know what he was up to but he is so sweet and i feel like he's just a kind person it was probably the first nude he ever tried to send really i feel like he's that innocent he is captain america like him as a human at least that's what i perceive from uh social media and things like that with him and his dog and he just seems so clean cut and and pure but maybe really behind the scenes he is a dirty little nasty boy you know who knows we don't know we'll never well i mean maybe he is i didn't see the nudes I can't find them anywhere and not that I wanted to see, but I wanted to be up, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to know what was going on and what everyone's talking about, you know, and also in the news, and I'm not going to talk too long about this because I don't want to give her a breath of my voice. Is that a thing you say? I don't want to give her a, I don't know, words off my tongue. That's not what you (laughs) say. Anyway, what I want to talk about for a second is J.K. Rowling and how passive-aggressive this woman has become uh, in her hatred of trans women. It is disgusting. Her new book, which talks about a man who dresses up as a woman who kills cis women, is absurd. And if you didn't know that that's what she's doing, then now you know. And, you know, we can love Harry Potter because it... It was part of your life, but maybe from now on, don't support, you know? How how do you go from writing about Harry Potter, who is a wizard, a tiny wizard boy, to a man dressing as a woman killing women? That makes no sense. You're insane. Uh, so that's all I'll say on that is don't support, don't buy the book. Uh, <laughs> please, don't. But you know what you can support, too? Uh, is uh, local things. I love going to like local shops, flower shops, uh, like little trinket stores. They're they're my favorite thing in the city. And there's or local breweries. Um, although I will say I was on King Street and like those restaurants are packed. Like they are full. What's everyone doing? Is everybody okay? Like I know we're desperate for normalcy, but like, do you really feel safe being inside with like? what seems like a hundred people in a restaurant on King street West. Is it necessary to go to that nightclub? Like I get it. Uh, Like I get it. We do need some of that stuff, but there are still certain things that I'm like, I don't know. People are like still pretty close. It seems like a lot of folk like 15 under for me is, is maybe okay. You know, which, you know, of course it is because that's where I'm working right now at second city, but it is 50 and the theater holds 300. So it feels Like, no one is near each other. (laughs) So that's good. Ooh, 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 guess what? Big news. Huge news. I bought a bike. Thank you. Claps, claps. Yes, I, uh, because numbers have been going up, probably because of university students, there's already been outbreaks at Western University, and I think somewhere else, I don't know where else, but it's going to be bad. University kids, I get it. I get wanting to party. It's frosh week. I know you want to go down that slip and slide and have dog food thrown at you and ketchup and mustard and relish and then take that shot and say you are now a part of this frat house. But what you don't realize is that you aren't invincible and you have five years left of university and all of your 20s to get shittered and party You don't have to do it right now, so please stop. Be safe. Um, But I bought a bike because all the numbers are going up, and I don't want to take transit anymore, uh, so I got a bike. It's a really nice bike. I got it from, speaking of shopping local, I got it from Rideaway Bikes on uh, Bathurst and Dundas. They also have a location in the junction and on Queen Street East. It was very helpful. I went in. He showed me a few used bikes, which I liked as well. Um... But I felt like it was a, they were a little too heavy for me and I wanted something a little bit lighter because I might have to take it upstairs. Um, so I went with a new bike. like I bought a, f- a full new bike and I'm not going to tell you where I live or, or anything like that or where it will be because I don't want anyone to steal it. Um, but it's really nice. It's like a forest green color uh, and I got a neon helmet. I'm very excited as well to use the bike because I've always wanted to be biking around in the city. I used to have a bike a couple of years ago, but it got stolen. It was an old bike. I got it for free, so it wasn't like a huge loss. But I've been wanting another one since because I love riding around in the city, especially like at night on the way home. And there's like not many cars on the side streets. So you kind of have the streets to yourself. And then when I was a kid and I was riding my bike, I used to pretend that I was like in E.T. or the Goonies. And sometimes as an adult, I still do that. I ride my bike in the night and pretend like I'm being chased by some sort of like 80s adventure coming of age monster movie. (laughs) Does anyone else do that or is it just me? DM me if you do so I don't feel as odd being a 34 year old woman. I'm also an improviser and actor so maybe I'm just practicing my art. Anywho, uh, it's fun and I'm excited to take, a, take my bike out lots and explore the city and get to and from work and get exercise too. That's a great way. I love doing activities to get exercise as opposed to just like lifting weights or doing some sit-ups. I like having something to do that is like, that it, like boxing or like a dance class or anything like that are very fun. I love Richard Simmons videos. I don't care. They're so fun. They just make me smile the whole time. And you know where else I was smiling the whole time? During this interview. So let's go to it now. They are both award-winning actors, writers, directors, producers. One created and co-founded the Quickening Theater, which won a Dora Maver-Moore Award. That's a hard name to say, Dora Maver-Moore Award. Along with other nominations, the other can be seen on such shows as Hudson and Rex, Baroness Von Sketch, and The Handmaid's Tale. But together, they created one of the most amazing series of all time available on Highball TV, starring myself as well. Uh, it is the creators, the stars, the writers of Band Ladies. Please welcome Dana Puttycomb and Kate Fenton. <laughs> Kate, Dana, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah. So happy
1: to be here. Yeah, it's
0: really, really nice to see you. It's so nice to see you. I know. It's been, isn't it crazy that it's been like six months that this has been going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's wild, eh? It's
2: crazy. And I feel
0: like I haven't seen you. I don't know when I saw you last. I guess it would have been Band Ladies in January. Like
1: on set. On set, yeah. Because it was so soon after we were well into post. Yeah. when the pandemic hit so yeah
0: yeah cuz yeah you'd be editing and everything how is everyone doing dana you're in newfoundland
2: right i am <laughs> i'm in newfoundland i've been here since uh april nice so i'm like i'm like waiting out the pandemic i guess i mean <laughs> there's no better place to wait it out than you know what it's like it's beautiful and um yeah with like an unexpected trip for mm-hmm. sure but like I even before, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, pandemic some people had said, like, oh, well, you know, what a great, that's probably be a great time to go home, you know, to a place like mm-hmm. Newfoundland. Um, but, yeah, it's really beautiful. And we do have very, like, we don't have active cases right now. Right. Um, uh, but everybody is still, like, wearing masks. And, you know, most people are being conservative mm-hmm. about you know what they're doing and the rules at the restaurants we were chatting before yes. like you know you have to wear your mask to sit down and then when you're at your table you know so it's not life back to normal but mm-hmm. I definitely feel uh very safe and very like grounded yeah. right now that's good so it's good yeah because
0: yeah. I wanted I wanted to go back to New Brunswick but because they make you quarantine for two weeks I was like I don't know if I can Which is too bad because I miss the ocean very much. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Miss the smell.
0: Uh, And Kate, you're here in Toronto, right? Uh, You're here.
1: I'm here in Toronto and I just moved in. I bought a condo about four and a half years ago and we finally moved in like five days before the quarantine began. Five days? That's (laughs) wild. Like we just made it into our place (laughs) and then the world shuts down. Yeah, that's We insane. had a, we had a couple of days of like, "Oh, so finally we're here." And then we we're like, "Oh my god, the world is over and we're going to lose our jobs and, and lose our house." Oh no.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. That's <laughs> wild. At least you got moved in before everything happened.
1: Yeah. Well, and before just... we were living in a teeny tiny uh 400 square foot one bedroom like mm-hmm. just waiting. Yeah. So if we had been forced to stay in that a small space. None of us would be alive right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice
2: it hair. is though. I mean, like there was a lot of luck. You know. I mean, that was very lucky that you managed to get in there in time. Totally. And Kate, I'm just just for a bit of history. I met Kate in it must have been December or oh no October. October.
1: We met in October of
2: 2015. Of, of 2015, I met Kate the week. That she bought this condo. That's
1: crazy.
2: Kate has been waiting to move into the condo. For it's like long my long girlfriend long. who lives
1: in Canada. Like, nobody believed me that I own this place. Yeah, either. Kate,
2: Kate <laughs> met a boyfriend at camp,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's so, so, so yeah. well, But I guess that's how it is with condos. Like, I know so many people have bought them that are like, I'm not going to get in until 2022 or something.
1: Well, it's the only way for those of us who live the way that we do mm-hmm. in this uncertain landscape, in this insane market, mm-hmm. to even attempt at breaking into it, you have to buy a pre-construction, right. which is a really big commitment because it takes forever to get in. Mm-hmm. And then even now that we're here, the place is still very much under construction, so you're navigating like the water being shut off and the elevator being shut off and like this section of the hallway not working or nice. the whatever alarms going off all the time. So it's definitely not uh a romantic <laughs> like I got the keys to my place. <laughs> it's weird.
2: I got my keys to my place. I gotta walk up 14 places <laughs> with my seven year old. <laughs> But
1: no part (laughs) of me is complaining because the renter situation is so Mm -hmm. horrifying that I don't know how we would stay in Toronto with our lifestyle and what it is that we do. And Mm -hmm. we're kind of trapped here. Like, you can't... It's even spending this time with Dana via Zoom, like, the whole process of Band Ladies Mm -hmm. premiering and then, like, everything. And now we're in, like, self-tape land. Like, it is possible to work and not be in Toronto but it's not really it's very tricky it's hard
0: yeah absolutely it's like yeah and and I think that's why I didn't want to go home like I wanted to go home but I was like I have to do two weeks of staying somewhere find somewhere to stay Mm -hmm. yeah quarantine for two weeks and then stay for two I was like it's taking up a whole month just Mm -hmm. to see my family for maybe a week or two you know and it's yeah like I would have wanted to go home for longer but you never know with like yeah. This world that we all work in, you know. Yeah, and yeah. And, um,
2: and and flying isn't uh for if if you've got any any underlying anxieties. <laughs> you yes. know, transit right now, getting from one place to another is uh oh, yeah.
1: intense.
2: it was it it's it's really wild, right? I mean, the on the flight that I took out here in April, mm-hmm. the stewards and stewardesses the Uh, they wore their regular outfits but with clear kind of like hazmat suits over right so their regular outfit and then like everything is very surreal and you know so that element is part of you know Mm -hmm. part of getting where you need to go to is not you know 100% although I mean bless all of the different machines and mechanisms Mm -hmm. and systems that are allowing things to still exist that you can do it. I mean, I was surprised I could actually fly right. considering what was going on. You yeah. know, especially in
0: April, like my girlfriend just flew, but this was like, this was in August. So she flew or end of July. So it was, yeah. she felt okay. Uh, but I liked, I just took the TTC for the first time, like the subway yeah. for the first oh, time. God. I had taken a bus and I had taken one other streetcar in six months. That was it. Everywhere else. Like I walked dro- or my girlfriend drove and i took the subway for the first time and it was okay i like i was okay i didn't sit i didn't touch anything i had my yeah, hands in my yeah. pocket the whole time so that part, and they have the sanitizer everywhere. Yeah, everywhere you go, you can stand. <laughs> and I carried my own in my backpack too. Yep. So that it didn't feel as bad as I thought it would feel. I think I was really nervous to take the subway because I was like, "It's
1: underground,
0: and it's like, who knows what the air is like under there?" And like, uh,
1: yeah, it's the most contained space that you share with other people. Yeah,
0: exactly. It,
1: it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. It and is like wild. even
2: even just like like. The act of like touching the TTC sanitizer like I'd probably get one of those wine bras and just fill it with sanitizer <laughs> so it's just like ready to go I mean that's <laughs> a
0: great that's like like that's awesome <laughs> you should
1: patent that you should patent yeah, that Dana are these new bracelets that you can like fill up because my son was pretending to be Spider-Man because he always does. And then he was Cute. like, I can be a COVID man. And he was walking around with his <laughs> hand sanitizer. Yeah. And then we, we just noticed now that there's this new product that's like a, a bracelet that you fill up with
0: oh, that's cool. hand sanitizer.
1: So you can just press it and it squirts into mm-hmm. your hand and then you're not like touching anything.
0: Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. it. See? That's Whole cool. Whole industry whole industry it's brand yeah. new so you said you were doing yeah. a lot of like because band ladies came out in the middle of it, in the midst of this yeah it
1: mm-hmm. premiered we did all our press all our promotion our premiere mm-hmm. like everything happened in the pandemic yeah which is
0: wild but it, it, was, <laughs> it was like so it was probably so bizarre and so weird but it's so good like i have to say like i mean i was already excited to see band ladies because i felt so lucky to be a part of the the project because I thought it was so great uh, and then watching it like getting to watch it it is so good it is unbelievably good and it's not that I didn't think it would be good I hope that's not what it sounds like I'm saying because that's not what I mean no. I knew it would be good I just mean I think I think I just I think maybe because I also when I do shows I try not to read too much of the scripts because I also want to be I want to I want to be a part of it and be surprised and not know what's gonna yeah. happen. And so the like what I love about it is it's it was so beautifully written and so beautifully acted like it I love that it had like the it was so funny but then it had so much heart at at mm-hmm. at the at, I guess at the heart of it like at the core of it it's like this like beautiful story i i'm just so proud of both of you it really is such a good it's so incredible and i want everyone to watch it but um
1: <laughs> so do we yes, thank
0: you. <laughs> of course so, but like i i talk about it all the time i'm like go watch this show go watch this show it's amazing it's incredible uh what was, i guess what was it like what was what started it because you two you met back in 2015 so what mm-hmm. when did band ladies kind of become an mm-hmm. idea for the two of you
2: who wants to do this one you you start and i'll punch it off okay great uh we well we did the
1: improv conservatory Mm. back when it existed and then from that did the sketch conservatory and we did that the three of us being dana molly Mm -hmm. sled and myself um when we started the improv conservatory Lisa Michelle was a part of our class as well but went off to to continue to pursue singing and acting and wasn't like so keen on staying in the sort of improv universe right um so we like the four of us kind of fell in love with each other all at the same time Mm -hmm. and then the three of us continued through the the comedy universe Um, And when we were in our sketch program, we started writing songs. So there was one that we did that was called A Heavy Flow that was all about like periods and Mm -hmm. menopause. And that was the first like inkling of rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And there was another one about should I have a baby or should I not have a baby that Molly wrote? Right. And we were developing it with Ayaka because she was our musical director. Great. So the, that was like the inception of like, there's some world that we know mm. we want to do something funny and musical. Right. That's
0: amazing. I didn't know that you all, I guess, did. Like, I did, I guess I didn't wasn't aware that you, Molly, Dana, Lisa Michelle, Ayaka, all had like a previous like i knew yeah you, i knew you two did but i guess I, yeah that's that's amazing that's so cool that's yeah that's awesome and then so from there you kind of like were inspired to then start this
2: project or well things kind of were interesting because during the uh second city uh when we were doing the long form conservatory mm-hmm. kate and i started kate Uh, asked me to start uh, looking at and working with her on a project that she was writing Mm -hmm. called Keeping It Together. That was a concept based on, which she can talk more about, but like based on uh, her mother's life and her life growing up, Kate's herself. Anyway, she'd been working on this for a while in different ways. And so I started to work on that with her. And then the IPF, which is the Independent Production Mm -hmm. Fund, uh, which is one of this w- one of the ways that we were able to make band ladies was we were a recipient of the IPF right. fund, um, which is a fund that uh, that uh, you uh, you apply. It was at one time you would apply with a trailer and then they would provide you with with money to be able to shoot what you're doing. And it's very competitive. Um, and we actually made a teaser for keeping it together and applied for the IPF for that mm-hmm. project. And I really feel like uh, we weren't successful. But we started to do some extra work for it, which one of the things that we did was create kind of like a small talk show Mm -hmm. um, that we did that would touch on different topics. And one of them was we invited other IPF uh, uh, people who were applying for it to come and talk to us about what they're doing, how they're feeling about the process. And Chris Siddiqui came on to talk about BitPlayers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And. He was so awesome and really great. And it was one of the first times uh, I know myself, it was my first time interacting with him. And so that also made it so that when we were writing, mm-hmm. uh, we had ladies, in mind. Yeah, he was in our mind because we just thought he was, he's, uh, oh, yeah. he's, he's awesome. He's so funny. Well,
1: his work, like I've followed for years. Like he's one of the first people I ever improvised mm-hmm. with a like hundred years ago at Bad when oh, yeah. it was on the Danforth. Oh,
2: crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He's awesome, and that yeah. process, I guess, of the, um, so then we were doing that, and then we weren't successful for the IPF, but I really feel like we were able to stand back and and kind of look at the whole process, mm-hmm. look at what uh, what our writing was, how we formulated our trailer, how we formulated our scripts, what we were doing with our story, and I think it was a really huge, I mean, Kate, you can pro- I don't know if you you can say this. Yeah, I
1: mean, we went on too. like, we had interest from Frantic films and he gave us a ton of feedback so we rewrote all of the keeping it together scripts multiple times and then we wrote a television pilot which we then submitted to the national screen institute and even though we weren't successful in the totally television program we got time we had so much support and so much positive feedback that it seemed like well, we have to do this again mm-hmm. and if it's not with this particular project we have to create a different project right. and and the lining up of us doing our sketch stuff and writing songs together was
2: happening Happened kind of simultaneously right. oh, and nice. so then when the idea for band ladies came up it pretty much was like okay we we could do this we could do that we could make the songs we could write mm-hmm. the songs we could rec- put an album out these are the people. We'd have to have Lisa Michelle. We'd have to have <clears> I. Have... So it was just like. Mm-hmm.
0: It just all kind of <inaudible> came together. Yeah.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. And so, what a learning experience,
0: too, to like already have under your belt, like this wonderful, like uh this, the idea, like already the keeping it together. So you would already work together, which which then learning from that experience yeah. allows you to go into something new, uh, with like fresh eyes. And honestly, like I said, I, this show is so incredible. I am, I am like, my girlfriend keeps being like, is there a season two? Do you know yet? Cause it was like, she wants we to like, so. well, yeah, like it's so good. Like it's so good. My mom watched it. She like loved it. Like uh, it was, yeah. It, like, I mean, that's just like that's my so intimate family being like, this show's so good. And like, it's not, and my mom is like always like very brutally honest with me about myself and things, and she's like, "This is like so good," and like I think there was only one song. She was like, "I just don't the screaming song," I, uh, <laughs> which I think was Kirsten's, but she was like, "I just the screaming," but that's just that's her thing. She just can't handle screaming music. But I was like, "We gotta get some punk. Ethos you gotta get in that there. punk in there." And then Molly's Molly's partner wrote the music right is that right or who
1: yeah so he composed the music and that even was a really collaborative like mm-hmm. it was a really cool process for yeah. us because Dana and I went into it being mm-hmm. like we love music we're musically mm-hmm. inclined in these ways but we're limited and like I, I would have to say that like one of my favorite moments of mm-hmm. band ladies was us creating uh Kirsten's song so like the way in which Stephanie is explaining and describing the way that Mm -hmm. song could feel is exactly how Dana came into the studio (laughs) and was like this is how I hear it this is how it feels this is what I want it to be and then Christian being able to replicate that mm-hmm. musically and kind of negotiate what what she's describing mm-hmm. to reflect it back through his guitar and then for us to to start yeah. to sing that together so yeah. it, it was a really cool yeah it sounds it so a cool, cool. process I love
2: it he's um, so talented and, yeah. and the, well another part with that song too and it came out I think with the other songs because we did the same process for all of the songs was um then, like I know myself, I'm quite wordy. I'll just leave it like that. I, I like, I, I like in my scripts and everything. I like, I, I, I like a few words, right? Yeah, you <laughs> anyway, got to so, have a few words. So, but you're, but so, and then in in lyrics and stuff like that, like it was actually a very cool process to kind of take these characters, and we knew that we wanted to kind of represent each of the characters mm-hmm. with a yeah. song, and this particular one had such a very specific feel right. that mm-hmm. you know that I know myself, like, it was really great to work with people who could let you just stand in a room and be like, it's like, it's like, it's like hitting you. You know, and then to have somebody like Molly, because Molly has such a very, she's so clear, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so she was able to, like, take the kind of ideas. And at that point, me and Kate, were so face and eyes into that script like we had done yeah. so many edits yeah and yeah. we had worked with like and so our you know and then it's our full team so it's like you know uh, Matt companion Melissa DeGostino, mm-hmm. Brienne Smorton were all, they're like our producers who were like kind of so we're all in this like mix yeah. of like rewrites and putting things back and doing things like this that then for Molly to be able to come together with us for like the feeling the story that we wanted to put up what we knew was happening Mm -hmm. like we knew where we were in that story we knew that we wanted this song to like this sets everything in motion this is Mm -hmm. like what what, like it needed to like raise the dead you Mm know yeah and then for molly to be able to like help kind of like articulate that clarity too Mm -hmm. like it was a really i agree that was a really really fun um
1: like collaborative they
2: really charged things yeah yeah
1: yeah it was a great expression of how you could mm-hmm. like your most ideal collaborative scenario you well know? yeah and
0: i think you can tell too like listening to the soundtrack and like watching watching the placements of where those songs come in in the story you can also tell mm-hmm. that it was it was collaborative it wasn't just you being like can you go off and write a song about this you know what I yeah. mean? It was it, you can tell because it fits so, and that's the beauty of like musical storytelling. Is yeah, that the music yeah. and the lyrics can also help progress a, the, a, a, the story t- like the story? It can progress yeah. that yeah. plot line and get you into places in a way that's like really unique and super. I mean, I love music. Like music is like my mm-hmm. life. Like so, I, mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. it so much. So for me. Watching any movie or any like TV series, like music, if the soundtrack isn't good, I probably won't yeah. like the show. Like yeah, this like I don't know if you've watched the new Lovecraft Country. Have you watched Lovecraft Country? No, yet? I haven't started. Watching oh, it. oh my gosh, it's so good! I don't know if you're into so scary good. That's stuff. What like, do you like scary yeah. kind of stuff too? Like, it's a bit scary, but I don't find it like overly scary. But the soundtrack on right. it is so good, and the music, like, yeah. I'm always so impressed with shows when like again the soundtrack is so good and i'm like who has that job i want that job of like
1: yes. picking the songs yeah
0: because and like again like to bring it back to band ladies i the songs are so perfectly placed within the script um well and like emotionally yeah. as
1: well like
0: I, yeah because
1: they were written in that mm-hmm. way like we didn't write them outside of the script they were, like, as we were shaping the script, there would be moments where we'd be like, and now it's this song, and now it's this song, right. and then we're going to figure out what they say. But we would start with, like, what we want the song to be about before mm. we would figure out what the actual lyrics were. Right. So it might be, like, overwritten initially and then eventually articulated in a more precise way.
2: Of course, yeah. yeah and then there's, like, another layer, too, because that's, like, the the like songs that are kind of featured then you know Christian and Gavin well yeah. just the producer who produced like the tracks and mm-hmm. was in the studio with us and was just so generous with us in the studio because yeah. our our we recorded all of the songs mm-hmm. including angry all the time which was the trailer song yes. we re-recorded that as well it was the first time that most of us met Vicky right yeah. yes cuz Vicky had just come in yeah she had just yeah. come in she um,
1: just showed up and jumped into the recording. and end.
2: i had I had got home the day before from working on the cruise ship for two months, right yeah. right. Crazy. Right? So like so we came in and gave Gavin was just really great with Christian and Molly to kind of help us all kind of focus and come together and be able to like mm-hmm. because it was one thing that we learned from the trailer experience was that the energy of the recording, yeah. We, we knew when we did the trailer, we w- not, you know, with not too many regrets or anything, but you need to amp it up to the point of what that performance is going to be, which is hard to do in a recording studio yeah. to match uh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen yes. on in, on camera. So that was something that we were very aware of when we went into the studio in December to record the songs. And so they were able to really help us get to the point that mm-hmm. we could match that. And I'm glad that that was able to happen. So. Yeah,
1: of course. It- yeah. It was almost like a mini rehearsal too, because we never got to do a proper table read or rehearsal as in it- as a team, right? Right. Everybody was showing up. Like, I'm sure it was hard for you to just Mm -hmm. arrive on the day and be like, (laughs) now I'm entirely inside of this world.
0: (laughs) I loved it. I was like, this is my, I like, I was like, I fit into this world perfectly. (laughs) Like, honestly, I was like, like when you when well, when you approached me about doing the trailer the ipf trailer i was like yes. you were like it's a show about this group of women who are uh you know a book club who turns into a band and i was like a band music what are we talking women about? <laughs> 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 i am in <laughs> and then i was so <laughs> grateful that you had me audition for uh, kaylee and like that i just i love it like it truly I mean, is. we 100% we,
1: wrote you as We wrote Kelly. it for
0: you. <laughs> Which is so nice and, like, the nicest thing. And I was so, like, truly, again, so grateful that you did that. I love, like, honestly, when I got the script, I was like, yeah, this is, this is, like, my world is, is, this would be it. I was like, of course, I would probably in real life find a group of women who are this cool band and I'd be like, I will book you like that is it. I've got you. Everything's
2: great. Like <laughs> I, it's so, so what, fun. What would you, mm-hmm. I'm turning the tables. Please. So you see, you've seen, we've got a a, a taste of the Kaylee Wolf lifestyle and yeah. Kaylee Wolf is actually named after my friend, Kaylee Wolf, mm-hmm. who was a, who's a, was a bartender at the Rivoli with me for years. Yes. um, And she's awesome. Anyway, what would you, if you were going to pick what Kaylee Wolf would get up to in season two? What would you say? What would be your one-line pitch of what you want to one see happen line. for Kaylee? Oh my god,
0: I don't even know. I'm like, the I'm sky's like, the limit. I don't even like. I feel like. I feel like she'd want to try to get herself into the band somehow. Yeah. Yes. 100%. I think like I think that as soon as you go, as soon as the band starts to become like a bit popular, she'd be like, "I can I can come in. I've got some songs. I've got some songs. Here's some songs <laughs> that I wrote and here's what I could do." <laughs> yeah, I feel like she would want to try so hard to get into that cuz I think to me I always felt like she was a character that probably tried really hard to do that yeah. in her younger years and then like not necessarily failed, but just didn't like, I think I, I was at like, where's the, where's, um, SoCap below it. What's the bar called below SoCap? The Black Swan. The Black Swan. Yeah. So I discovered that the Black Swan when I, when SoCap opened and I love going to the Black Swan to open mic nights. And my favorite oh, yeah. part about it is that there's a guy that runs it who looks like Willie Nelson and like <laughs> sings like Neil like Neil Young, like he is so good that I was right. like, awesome. I bet in the seventies you just couldn't make it. Like you were probably yeah. so close and just something close. happened and you didn't. Because I was like, yeah. How are you not like a famous like seventies right. singer? So I feel like that yeah. would be like Kaylee and like now she's running like open mic nights and like things like that, but really wants to like. Well and be she up has there.
1: her own bar. Yeah. Yes. But she's not touring
2: well and I mean there's such a lifestyle in like music too because like I worked at the Rivoli for uh god 13 years oh really that long yeah yeah on and off I took like a couple of like year breaks Mm -hmm. like here and there to either go work or uh, me and my ex-boyfriend both worked there so when we broke up he worked there longer uh, so I, I, I gave him the Rivoli uh, um, <laughs> but then he left and we. I ended up going back and then we both worked there forever anyway Right. Um, but like the timing and I guess like when you spend a lot of time in that and I worked in the back room with the bands and I just I really I really loved it but you get to see just the lifestyle of music and people mm-hmm. who are out, yeah. you know, playing all the time and they're so passionate about about being together yeah. and collaborating with with each mm-hmm. other, and it's a pretty amazing. Like it was a pretty amazing view and a pretty amazing thing to be surrounded by. Yeah. That was really awesome to take into band ladies, mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. Course. Yeah. especially the Cindy character. Right, Cindy and Kaylee yes. are very much in the world of that for me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it, and that probably is so would be so interesting. I would love to be like backstage with musicians all of the time to see like the intricate. Like, cause I know a lot of musicians too that, and I know their world and I know their life and I know the struggle they have trying to like mm-hmm. break into the industry. It's such a hard industry to break into, especially if you're not like pop or like, like that t- yeah. like, typical like radio, like you could be the on commercial the, radio, the commercial side of it. Yeah. Um, and there's so many like amazing musicians in this city too, that I love discovering. Um, so I guess, in terms of band ladies and what what gravitated you towards the more punk music genre like the styling well
1: I mean a little bit because of our collective eclectic backgrounds Mm. right like we weren't all musicians and we didn't all bring the same level of experience so there was a kind of freedom and liberation that you could find in punk but a lack of experience required and and that like the the process of the women starting to find their voice and figure out how to be musical Mm -hmm. was was part of us also right um which like although all of us are actors and have had you know 20 years of professional experience not all of us came to comedy at the same level mm-hmm. either and so I think there was a real relationship between our comedic journeys alongside the women's musical mm-hmm. journeys
0: well and I, I always yeah. feel like comedy and music kind of intertwine with each other because comedy absolutely it's all about timing and it's all it's that I it's I find comedy very musical in in yeah. how to deliver comedy. It's it it yeah. is like keeping a timing. So that's very interesting and I like I like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a real gift too because mm-hmm. like when we first came up with the idea and we were like okay, we're going to go for this, like we're mm-hmm. going to give it a shot. Um as we're filling out the band and we're figuring out what we're going to do, like I'd always wanted to play the drums. I always thought yeah. that they were very cool and because it's such a committed thing that you'd have to Like you you got, like you probably didn't learn it unless you meant to learn it. Yeah. So I started taking lessons in December or November of 2018 Mm -hmm. to get ready for the trailer in 2019 to learn the one song. Right. Kate started Mm -hmm. started learning the bass, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like the process of like starting to to learn those instruments, we were able to give ourselves a leg up so that when it came to actually performing there was more of a chance that we could fill out those roles. And then in a, in a screenwriting kind of sense, you know, the idea of the magic idea of taking a group of women and turning them into a band punk made sense for those Mm -hmm. reasons. It also made sense because it, its whole ethos and purpose was busting out of being pretty or sounding Mm -hmm. nice or it was all of that really polite yeah Yeah. and then there was also that like when you're going from this huge jump and that's the interesting thing that we want to see as screenwriters you get caught into the into the terrible mess of logic land of like you know how much time does it take what do they do how does this work and we had to just kind of like you know and and mm-hmm. through Molly's ideas of filming and different things that we were able to come up with, it wasn't an easy process to get them right. from there to there in the pilot. Mm-hmm. It was a really yep. it was a, a real process that we were quite proud when we got to the other side of. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, even through editing we still had to work on massaging different elements of that. But the punk music element set us free in set us free from logic land yes. a little bit, if that makes sense. Yes, of course. They can pick up the guitar and just go. For yeah, it, and just work you know? and start on it. to yeah. figure it out. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that is like I love
0: I do love that because it, what I did love is I was like oh yeah I guess punk is more like you get like a few chords in and you're just like s- like smashing on the guitar or you're yeah or you're plucking the bass or the drums are very like in that 4-4 timing, or, like, you know, so it's... I, I I also found it very impressive that you did learn your instruments. I love that when people <laughs> do that for shows. But you did! Uh,
1: but yeah! You I mean, <laughs> totally! I mean, <laughs> to such an extent that, like, the first day <laughs> we were shooting so much of the studio, like, we were all studio all the time, mm-hmm. and I had to really, like, re- like, remind myself that it was more important that we act than, right. like, jam because I was like no 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 I have learned these songs and I will be playing them and, <laughs> and I am ready to and, go <laughs> and I am ready to go and Molly's like no we're unplugging you we don't give a shit like just pretend oh,
2: but for me it was like it was like the, the the one thing that like punk did set free for like like 90% of it was the like looseness and that you could just kind of thrash and yeah. stuff but the music was so it was so fast, hard, was so fast, yeah, so fast that like that like I was just like all Christmas. So uh, Jenna and <laughs> Jess at the Rivoli let me use the office. They let me take my drum mm-hmm. kit and move it there over Christmas when I got back from the cruise because I didn't have it. Right. So I had an electronic kit. So I moved it. Oh, no, I had a regular kit. And who gave it to me? No, it was the kit that we bought that we rented for the show. So, yeah, Brienne was great and was able to get me my kit. Mm. They dropped it off at the Rivoli. I moved it to the office. And I spent most of Christmas up in the office of the Rivoli (laughs) with a metronome, just sweating trying to get it up because there were like 190 beats per minute songs. songs, But now
1: it, like, there are moments where Dana is 100% playing the drums and, and getting it. Yeah, I know. It's it's awesome. Like, Molly like, would be like, okay, we're coming to you now. Go for it.
0: Yeah, you're like, I've got this. Well, because I remember my last day of filming, like, my last day on set was at... um was the big yes. the big final concert? Yes. And you I was getting to, I just got to sit at the bar and like watch and then you're fully playing you were fully playing and I was yeah. like yes yeah. Dana get it <laughs> steam coming out of my ears
2: head pops off because it is like, hard
0: <laughs> the first time I learned to play drums I was doing a dinner theater and the fir- and they didn't have a drum kit for us so they set up a paint bucket and on a stick they oh, had wow. they had a uh, first aid kit. As the like, as the as the um, as the hi hat, and so I'm just like trying my best to figure out how to play. <coughs> Drums like that, that so that was my first experience, and it was to Michael Bublé's wow. everything. So, which is also when it's like, dun, 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 like <laughs> so it's like this weird, like not even really for for time, like. It's, yeah. So I feel like we all do our own thing, and I I always find it so impressive when people learn instruments for movies or anything like that. Which is why I've always been disa- I was always disappointed that Joaquin Phoenix didn't win for Walk the Line because I was like mm-hmm. he. Played the guitar, he learned how to yeah. play it. He sounded like Johnny Cash. Come on. Yeah. Like what more can you ask? What more can you ask? Learning a musical instrument is probably one of the most difficult things if you're not, if you've never yeah. played it before. So it's well, but yeah. you're also
2: an East Coaster, which yes. like uh, like East Coasters, I gotta say, like Yes. I worked at a I worked at a theater festival in Cowhead in Grossmore. Mm-hmm. The town's called Cowhead. And um we did dinner theater. We had a dinner theater that we did too. And there was one, like, there was one family, they were the Pains, and they were, like, the Swiss family Robinson of playing music. <laughs> and even, like, they all played, like, a hundred different instruments. Mm-hmm. They were all so good. And, like, I can imagine that you, at your dinner theater, like, you probably sounded just as good with your <laughs> bucket of beef pail and your yeah. like, first aid kit. You're probably like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: like, but, I mean, I think that is, like, that's so interesting because I do feel like e- musicality just comes naturally to people from the East Coast. Like, I don't. I don't know what it is like I just I I, like I don't know if it's because we've grown up like Dana did you grow up with like a lot of music in your like life?
2: You know what? I didn't like my parents. Neither of my parents really play mm-hmm. music. They love music, and it's kind of yeah. funny because I didn't grow up with traditional Newfoundland music in mm-hmm. my life. I grew up with like Elvis yeah, and same. like Patsy Cline mm-hmm. and like all of that. My dad really loved that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and my mother had, had musicality, but she did, like would sing around the house. She didn't really have like specific right. music that was like her thing. But starting to work in Newfoundland theater, mm-hmm. right out of you know, right when I was in university, I started working, and so much of it is about celebrating that traditional music. That, mm-hmm. especially being in that community in Cowhead, which is in Mourne and I'm working at the Mourne Theater Festival, um, that family, the Paines, Danielle Payne, Stephanie Payne, um, and, and the different collection of people that they had around, just really celebrated right. mining all of that really beautiful music. And so I got this crazy education for mm-hmm. four years in. In just really beautiful, like and like you know, kudos to all of the more like well-known traditional songs, the yes. eyes of eyes, and the all that, all that they mm-hmm. have their place and they're they're awesome yeah. and recognizable <laughs> and it's very cool. And I'm sure New Brunswick has a yes. lot of those, you know. Um, but I really got to learn about like Emile Benoit and all of mm-hmm. these different musicians who just gave another kind of uh, another kind of layer to traditional right. music. So that's, I guess, you know, I was, that was, you know, uh, that formed something mm-hmm. in me, but that was as an early adult, not as a child. Right. I guess. Yeah. Cause my parents always listened to like AM
0: radio. That was our, that was what I grew mm-hmm. up with was like you said, like Elvis and like oldies totally. music. And then as I started doing, dinner theaters and things like that i mean i grew i also listened to the rankin family like they were the first concert i ever right. saw was the rankin family i saw them like love four it. four times in concert <laughs> but, totally uh, that's like
2: the fables yeah, yeah totally. oh i love
0: the fables they're great yeah
2: like yeah me and my friends followed them around they when we were like 18 or 17 just because they were yeah. doing all the summer concerts so we would go and get drunk and right oh so fun
0: yeah they're i love their version of heave away it's my favorite
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you love the rankins we well, yeah, Love the Rankins.
0: Yeah, I grew up with them. But uh, yeah, it wasn't until like I started doing dinner theater. And Like you said, like that theater world in in the Maritimes, it, that's where I learned how to play all my instruments was doing dinner theaters and being thrown into it being like, because right. what they love to do is they love to, to show they what they love to do is they love to show how everyone could play multiple instruments. So even if you didn't, they were like, like I remember like learning the drums on that and then then all of a sudden being like, here's a bass, learn how to play it. Because at that time I just basically strummed a guitar. Like I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't great. And then through that played the piano and then played the bass and the electric guitar
2: and the drums and, <laughs> and the mandolin. Well, and, and you know, it's also something that I feel like I, you know, you as a young artist that can kind of form like a very, uh, Kind of dangerous, mm. but very cool base in you. That it's like, you know, the kind of way in Newfoundland is like, you know, I don't know how to play. Yes, yeah, sure you can. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, try. just try. Or
2: just it. give her a go. You you can do. You can do better. We don't have anybody else who can. So whatever you can do is better it's than anything else. So just go for it. And like, it is good to kind of have a little like, you know, throw mm-hmm. some, you know, throw some paint on the walls kind yeah. of attitude towards giving the things a try. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I think
1: we all like share that attitude to mm-hmm. like. Like that's sort of how we enter this particular group of people. Like we yes. definitely enter the world and like, I think I could make it work. I mean, mm-hmm. I, know, yeah. I was never a musician, but my fam, my mom went to university for music and we all played mm-hmm. like every one of us has played the violin and the piano right. and I was like clarinet and trumpet and mm-hmm. did all kinds of instruments at school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then you're, just, yeah, you just sort of have that, like, well, I can figure it out. I took tap dancing. Maybe I can remember how to tap dance. I could tap. I was in a ballet class <laughs> once. Yeah, like, I'll figure it out. I'll remember. I'll
0: remember what happens. Yeah. Did you grow up with a lot you of music, did. Kate? Or
1: Well, like my mom went to university for music right. and my parents <laughs> met in a musical. They were both actors. So Thank our you. family's always been like very performative mm-hmm. on some Level, right? But I, I'm probably the least musically inclined, perhaps. Of, I mean, I have so many siblings; they all do so many <laughs> amazing things. But like right. <laughs> <But laughs> my youngest sister, who was at Second City at the same time that we were doing mm-hmm. the long form, she's only like 21, and she's she's an incredible singer, right? Piano player, violinist, like, and at high, 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 high levels. Right. So. I, if I compare myself to her, then I feel like no, I'm pretty inept. But I did play a lot of Right. Crazy.
0: That I mean she's she's the outlier, right? Right. Yeah. She
1: really is. Like she's she's one of those people that just like was born with mm-hmm. talent in every single direction.
0: Right. I feel like a lot of people have that. Like there are certain people that just are born with this inept ability to yeah. like to play. And I'm always yeah. so yeah. impressed with people who like sit down at a piano and like can just play i go how figure it out how i can chord i don't
2: understand anything else yeah (laughs) like they can mix all of the different like from the feel of it the emotion Mm -hmm. of it the musicality and then just it making like the thing with the drums was just making it make sense Mm -hmm. in your head to make it translate in your limbs and have them all do different things. It's like, it's so weird at first. But But there is something to that. There is, there is like a math
1: to comedy Mm -hmm. the same way that there is to music. Like, I think if I was really committed and I always, I mean, I talk about these guys all the time whenever Mm -hmm. we talk about band ladies, because I went to school with most of the broken social scene. And so I like at a young age, I was like, I want to be Emily Haynes and I never really wanted to be like, I was dating a musician when I was a teenager and sneaking into bars and stuff and watching live music all the time. too afraid to actually play any of the instruments because like I've been in a pandemic and too afraid to really practice Mm -hmm. because I'm home with my family all the time. If I was so inclined, I would need to play music. But when I learned the bass, it didn't I'm not brilliant at it and I don't think I could write a song, but it didn't take long to understand the mm-hmm. mass of it. Yeah. Of and course. to like find the rhythm inside of your body and yeah. then feel like to anticipate when it's when it's time to move mm-hmm. on, you know?
0: Yeah, no, of course. I love that. Are, are you Do you, are you working on season two of Band Ladies? What's the plan?
1: We haven't started. We've been working on so many things. Well, because obviously I'm yes. doing Rainbow, Rainbow Baby. Baby yes. And we started a whole new s- series. So wrote oh. four scripts of a brand new show. Fun. That now is in the grant application phase. Oh,
0: congrats. That's But awesome. Band Ladies
1: kind of has like a, a course that it mm-hmm. has to go through numbers-wise right. and revenue-wise for us to be able to report on before we can apply for more... I see.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So there's like a, like a process. Mm -hmm. If I guess if we were with a broadcaster, like if it was a televised series Mm -hmm. where there's a different level of investment, but because we have to go out and get funding to, to do it right. each time, it takes longer, I mean, which is why
2: watching it and telling your friends to watch it and telling them to tell their is yes, very important. Everyone needs us. to watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. watch. I mean, <laughs> we haven't checked in in a while, but a, a couple months ago, we had already had like 65,000 people watch Amazing. it. So, I would imagine those numbers have doubled at I'm this sure. point, and eventually, it's going to hit um Amazon Prime and so then when it does then the the, it is? the broadcast opportunity mm-hmm. is broader.
0: When is it? Do you know when it's coming out on Amazon Prime? I don't know
1: exactly when it is cuz it has to do with whatever right. our distributor negotiates but. Okay,
0: that's awesome though. Congrats. That's huge. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like Amazon Prime is many, slowly many becoming people. the the best probably one of the best streaming services. Uh, in my I opinion. mean,
1: i am consuming crave like I mean, nobody's yes. business
0: crave is yeah. great too i feel like netflix is out i don't know that's my opinion
1: netflix is just like your your uh reliable neighbor mm-hmm. like you can always go to netflix yes. and find something great <laughs> yes
2: selling sunset <laughs> yes <laughs> selling sunset. glow up glow up yes yeah, like there's
1: a few really awesome and obviously for Canadian content creators like Netflix is somebody we have to kind of Mm -hmm. you know revere or try to work with because certainly for Working Moms and Schitt's Creek Mm -hmm. and like these shows are and Kim's Convenience like they're all benefiting at a at a level that like no other yes Canadian television shows could ever have that relationship Mm -hmm. to an audience right yeah which is really
2: great for people to see too just because you know I feel like the um you know, the, the quality and the and the amount of talent that we have in this country, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to have the recognition come, I hope, and, it, you know, it just adds more confidence into trying different things, yeah. into pursuing different avenues of doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and makes it possible and more possible. Like, I don't know if we tried to make band ladies five years before, what would have happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it would have, Yeah.
1: Know, well, it was, yeah, know, okay. I don't
2: know.
0: I feel like it came out at a time when, like, especially for, like, female folk, like, it it felt like the right timing to be, like, empowering women and being, like, you don't just have to be this identity of a woman or, like, you can have a child, Mm -hmm. like, on your own and you can do all of these things without, like... Yeah. It it hits a lot of those amazing and, like, queer identities as well on that Mm -hmm. show. Like, you, you really tapped into some wonderful... Progressive ideology that I think we haven't seen before in in any kind of like that that frame of mind. Like women can just start a fucking band. Who cares? Like just do it. I wanted to know more about Rainbow Baby too. I want I want you to chat about that a bit. Yeah. What? How? I mean, obviously, you're in production this this weekend, so.
1: Yeah, we're about to shoot on the weekend. uh it's a it's a story about a couple who are dealing with a devastating miscarriage while running mm-hmm. an ice cream shop. So uh, it's heavy, heavy material, but... But, you know, humorful. Of course. Uh, yeah, so... Um, and sort of getting at, like, what is it like to... What is it to be a mom? Why do you want to be a mom? Do you want to be a mom? It's a, a female couple like queer couple Amazing. so both women kind of navigating like their different points of view about mm-hmm. motherhood um one who's very very committed and and very connected to like my own feelings of like needing to be a mom and not really mm-hmm. feeling like if I if I couldn't be a mom I would have to be a mom in some capacity right um but the the other side of that, too, of like, well, what if you don't aspire to be a mom? You, mm-hmm. You're still a woman.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes.
2: Get it.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that is something that I feel like we all grapple with is like, like, because for me, I'm like, I, I think I would want to be a mom, but I don't want to have the baby.
2: Yeah. Mm, okay. I don't like a bit want a it out party. of me. Yeah. I I can relate to that uh, uh, because I mean, I don't know if that's something that I want. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. never been in my dreamscape. Like I've never, I never grew up with a thought of that, Mm -hmm. but, and I kind of have like a real faith in the idea that like, if my world turned in a certain way, that that's what I wanted, I would be adoption. And there are lots of different ways that you can be that person for somebody, but actually giving birth Mm Is, uh, is, uh, is it, It's mind-blowing to me. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: I go, I don't, I think I would think it was an alien inside me.
1: Well, and, and all, the a lot the of time. It is. just that's a common description, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because for me, I, well, and also because when I was a teenager, I got pregnant and had an abortion. And so then I carried so much of that into motherhood mm-hmm. and feeling this, like, guilt and shame and, and need and desire mm-hmm. to somehow undo that. right? Uh, but then when I was finally pregnant, which took a very long time, which seemed remarkably impossible since mm-hmm. it was like this big mistake that happened when I was a teenager. Right. So then to then not be able to get pregnant and then to finally get pregnant and then to lose that baby, I was a mess.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. so, I can and, imagine. And my,
1: yeah like and my husband and I both kind of came to this conclusion that we were like we actually are parents like we mm-hmm. need to be parents so if we're gonna have to shift this in some way what are the parameters of that for us because right. we want to have kids in some capacity and then when I was writing the film to try and like negotiate that in my own because I really feel like that's how I write anyways it's Mm -hmm. like well what's happening to me and how can I express it and certainly as like someone who'd gone through a miscarriage where there was like nothing in the world that you could consume that was even remotely similar Mm -hmm. to what the experience was I felt really compelled to write about it Of course, but I I really wanted to get at that um like what 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 is that what what happens if you if you can't have the child and then what is the other side of that? Like not wanting to go through that process mm-hmm. and what is it as a partner where like, there's an expectation that you should just because of your gender, but what if that isn't a thing that you okay. feel a connection to or aspire to yeah. and and what kind of resentment does that kind of create in the context of your relationship? So that's how it evolved into yeah.
0: the it film. It sounds absolutely beautiful. I'm like very excited for it to come out to see it. It sounds like you. gorgeous. No, it will be, stop. Be here. It gonna be, it's, it's gonna beautiful be beautiful script. I like already like just you talking about it and the way you speak of it, it sounds like something we don't see very often either. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think that there, I don't think a lot of times, I think like even you being so comfortable to talk about your past and things like that, people feel that shame and that guilt. And I don't think women should. It's it's yeah. a part of life, yeah. right? And it, it's it's mm-hmm. um and I think I think it sounds absolutely beautiful. And I love that you've made it a queer representation too, because I think that, that as somebody who re- is a, represents as queer, I feel like that is something that you have to talk about in, in a relationship, too, is, like, who's going to have the baby and do you want to have yeah. the baby? And what if you can't have the baby, then does that mean I have to have the baby? <laughs> like, well, or what does that look and like? And maybe,
2: like, the expectation that you both want it. Yes. Like, the, yeah. not want it. In the same. in But, like, it, you know, everything is so complex. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you know, I just really resonated with you saying about, you know, from your experiences as a teenager, then you know when you can't conceive as you grow older you're holding on to Mm -hmm. that blaming yourself in the past as if you did something to like to like you weren't grateful for your gifts or whatever it was and it's just we we are so hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. you know well and the other
1: thing that I was going to say too about the queer relationship like it is so complicated in a relationship to try and negotiate what your biology is yes. and if you're going to have a child and the decision to procreate or not but mm-hmm. then to have to externally go outside of the two of you to get a donor and to mm-hmm. and to figure out what that means mm-hmm. is a whole other it is. process right and yeah. it really really yeah, resonated with me because there was a time when I was like, if I if we go to the doctor and I can have a baby and my husband can't, mm-hmm. how am I gonna talk to him about getting yeah. sperm? Because yes. I was so I was so committed to like I wanna feel a baby growing inside of me. I wanna have, I wanna give mm-hmm. birth, I wanna go through the process of labor that at a certain point, I started to eliminate him from the <laughs> process. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And, of course. And that's really like, that's a crazy <laughs> headspace to be in and then to try and like negotiate within your relationship.
0: Yeah, of course. So. It's crazy. Adam's like, what about me? Yeah, and like, like, no, like, get, uh, out. <laughs> get out. Get out. No.
1: I mean, I can I come too?
0: <laughs> but it is true because, like, I've had that conversation a bit with like my girlfriend and I talk about it sometimes, but, like, not that we're ready to have a child or anything right now. But it is like, well, when we are, it's like, what do we do? Like, do we ask a friend? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. or, and then I go, it's She's all about it. She goes, just ask one of your friends. And I go, that's like, weird to me. Yeah. And then they're going <laughs> to, like, I'd rather have a stranger. Ever,
1: totally. Who I'm not because obligated I'm like, to have any relationship with.
0: Because then I'm going to look at the kid and be like, "Ugh, that's Tom's baby. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I, I don't think that I would rather go and find like a, somebody I don't know who is yeah. comfortable. But then I think so. But then true, it's also yeah. the complications later down the line. If the kid ever really wants to know yeah. who that person is, it's like, well, we, well, how do you deal with that?
1: You know? And what, yeah, and what it, what's that long, like we used to go to, we're not really church goers so much anymore, but my family, my husband came from like a very Christian background. Mm-hmm. So when we were first starting to date and when in the early years of our marriage, we, we had to find a church that we could both kind of be okay with because I have yeah. very many complicated feelings about the religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the church that we went to for a long time was the MCC, Metropolitan Community Church which is known as the gay church and oh. now has like a um, a following that is global and mm. and it, and they're very responsible for creating an opportunity for people who want to receive this kind of service in countries where they're not allowed to mm. uh, be who they are essentially, right. right? So it's like this really fabulous church and they're... Yeah, the minister who used to run it is the man in Ontario who was responsible for the, the beginnings of mm. legal marriage for uh, gay marriage in Ontario. Right. So we were for a long time, like the only straight couple there. And, <laughs> I love that. And, which was super fun because it's pretty awesome here. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but there was a time, like one of the mother's day, like celebration days, they were going through all of these different sort of families and the different combinations of families. Mm-hmm. And this one family came up to the front of the church to talk about their experience. And mm-hmm. it was two women who were married and had a child together with these two dads. Mm-hmm. So, and they bought a house so that the one family was above and the other family was downstairs and they so funny. like figured out how to kind of co-parent within their relationship so that awesome. because it was fi- like that I'm only even talking about women in the context of rainbow mm-hmm. baby like the whole side of men trying to have kids is a yeah. whole other like movie and television series mm-hmm. that needs to be made because yes. it's so much more complicated mm-hmm. for men to even find children yes And for a time, like we're very much not supported in Mm -hmm. adoption and all of that kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, And definitely like surrogates is complicated. So this was this like, it was like a mind blowing experience for me to witness, you know, especially a a kid from like multiple divorces to see these couples desperately Mm -hmm. trying to figure out a way to, to, to give each other something that they couldn't do themselves right. you know that's
0: so beautiful it's so it's awesome, awesome. Yeah. I, tom tom and i and like he's okay with me saying this but we've all i love that we've this talked, is a real person the tom <laughs> hearn you know tom hearn well, yeah of course <laughs> so tom and i have always talked he's we've always joked being like well we'll just have a kid together and then like yeah. we'll all live together and we'll just raise mm-hmm. the kid like which is kind of interesting because then it is like you know co-parenting and you get this yeah. like i don't know i love i think it also what uh, a movie that I, it makes me think of like talking about all this and like queer and like not knowing, like, you know, do I know the mom or like is the bird cage, which I think is yeah. like
1: mm-hmm. one of the most perfect
0: yeah. films. And like what I love about that is like at the end and at the core of that movie, it's like families look different because it's yeah. like you have the conservative dad who's like family is this and this and this. Yeah. And then you have this like opposite con contrasting family of like these, this queer male couple and like they run a drag house and like, the woman who's the mom is trying to come in and finally do something nice for the son she's never met. And it's like this beautiful. And at the end he's like, no, this is my family. And this is what the family can look like this. And I think that's just like, it's just beautiful. So I'm very excited to see this film and I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm excited for you to get to present this film as well. I think it's
2: just hearing you speak
0: about it. What I love about, like especially shorts or like series is like when it comes from that like truthful place of the writer like somebody like you've like you feel it and then you said you're bringing in the comedy which is also like of course like there's always comedy in any kind of heartbreak right pain. there's any kind of pain there's yeah. humor there is and that's the that's the best kind of humor is that truthful hu- is that truthful authentic humor, right? And you have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now. Is it still live? Today
1: and tomorrow is the last day. So all those... Get on there. Either way, look, if yes, you're out there, all your
3: money.
0: yeah, if you're out there, even when the Indiegogo campaign ends, do, do, uh, like, you know, uh, sponsor this, podca- or this podcast, <laughs> fuck, <no. Yeah>. sponsor <laughs> all three of us, give us all money. <laughs> no, you know, I don't know. Ah, my light fell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get a new light. Send us light. <laughs> Send us light. Send us light. Send us all Send of us your money. Lifetime. Give us all of your money. <laughs> For self self-tapes will take any recording equipment anything at all (laughs) um we would appreciate it no i I guess because this podcast won't come out this week it'll come out next week but um I, I guess what I was saying. Well, is you can follow like that
1: Rainbow Baby film and then okay, at great. least get to see the movie when it comes out. Yes, and support and it. It's, it's not like, if someone wanted to send me a check, it's not like I would not take it. Yes, <laughs>
0: please. Send checks. Send, send Kate checks for Rainbow Baby. Send Dana checks for uh, for anything. anything. <laughs> send me anything. You, and honestly, just send us checks. Uh, yes. you can yeah. dm us we like and we'll send down. you our uh we will we will take paypal we'll take debit we'll take anything <laughs> e- you transfer. <laughs> so easy <laughs> uh, yeah. okay so how i usually end this podcast is so we do like a quick like fun little lightning round of questions does that okay, sound cool. good yeah. it's very dumb yeah. and very fun yeah. okay so okay. what's your biggest party fail and you fail? can answer whoever wants fail yeah biggest party fail like your biggest fail at a party
2: Oh, too many! I mean, God,
1: I. I can think of being in my early, early Mm twenties and having a Thanksgiving party, trying to be an adult. Yes. So we like invited everybody over for Thanksgiving. We bought some wine, but we were poor because we always Mm -hmm. are, and assumed that all of our friends would come with wine because we were adults at an adult dinner party and Mm -hmm. very. Very quickly, we ran out of wine, and it was really embarrassing. Oh
2: no! <laughs> oh gosh, the, yours is so. Uh, I mean, I feel like a. So no, it, no, it's it's. It
0: is a big party. Fan. No, it just makes me feel like a. Um, oh, well, we're East Coasters, so our fails are 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 bad sometimes.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, usually, usually it's just like uh, you know, you like everybody's out there, right? Like I think one of the most precious things in the world is the idea that people get up and they put on their clothes mm-hmm. in the morning. Like I love the idea that you like decide who you're, you know, your clothes, yeah. what you're gonna look like. I just think it's so sweet. I think most of my fails are always just when I think I'm really killing uh-huh. it, like when I think I'm like, wow, I'm 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 feeling good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really like getting there, right? And like, I can, I can be kind of socially awkward, and I used to mask it with smoking. I used to smoke mm-hmm. cigarettes, and so I didn't notice it as much. So I really noticed it once I quit smoking. It was like, oh, you like, you can't just like leave. Right, like, you're here, and like, this is where you are. I guess probably the one I think of is I used to, I had one night where I was at this party years and years ago having wine having a great time talking to everybody Mm -hmm. and like everybody at the party was really lovely and I had just like the best night in the world and I got home and I closed the door and I had one of those like movie moments of just like oh what a great night and I turned to take off my coat and there was a mirror there and I mean there, i couldn't have it was just a cake of just red wine just like all along the, <laughs> just right and I, you, if somebody put it on you in like a like a makeup mm-hmm. artist like they would you would say oh it's too much no one will ever believe right. it so that but that's one that's like etched in my heart i love flavor. it i yeah. love that there's turning
1: barfing like drinking way too much I think I smoked Mm -hmm. a bunch of joints and drank a bottle of wine at the same time which Mm -hmm. if anybody spends five minutes with me that's a terrible combination but I just (laughs) bought this leather jacket and it was like the first time I'd ever owned a leather jacket Mm -hmm. and I had to make my cab pull over and let me out of the car in god knows where because i was gonna vomit so badly but i (laughs) made sure that when i threw up i moved the leather jacket aside so there was no way i would get any puke on my leather jacket that's smart i was still classy that's smart i mean i used to just i remember
0: being at university and drinking like so much (laughs) malibu rum and going to the pub and then puking and rallying. Like puking outside Wait, of the oh, pub yeah. and then being like, I'm good to go, Let's baby. Go.
2: Let's keep the yeah. night rolling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I get you there. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I think it's impressive, though, that in your in your uh, state, though, Kate, you were able yes.
1: to protect yourself. I'm, the I'm
0: impressed. The what you knew. You were like, I must. Protect this important
2: <laughs> Not expensive thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the cab. You also yes. were able to get out of the cab, which the, is you know I
1: have a board on myself and the cab. Jesus.
2: That's a five point that is, party. That's <laughs> huge. That's huge. <laughs> okay, who
0: is your favorite female artist? Like music.
2: Oh god. Like music? Female? Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I've always been, like, a big fan of Emily Haynes, but Sarah Harmer yeah. probably is, like, oh. in my... i would always listen to her.
0: Sarah Harmer is beautiful. I love that. Yeah.
1: I love
2: yeah. that so much. Oh. Dana? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that's really hard. Um, I like all the, like, the Stevie Nicks, Dolly Parton, yes. the yes. Heart. Heart, I just, yeah. I love Heart. Yeah. Um, lately, I've been listening to... Like with the first part of quarantine, mm-hmm. my mom passed away in yes. April, and I came back to Newfoundland. And Maggie, uh, Maggie Rogers' album just mm-hmm. was just like, like saved my life. Yeah. Like, I just love that so much. Like, uh, LP, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so many female yeah. artists. I, don't I know, know it's Katie hard hard to Lane choose. too. I
1: would shout out to Katie Lang.
2: Yes, I've been listening to so great.
1: much Katie Lang. I know, you the, can really get, like, once you go down a Katie Lang road, then it starts to mm-hmm. come out of... But I'm like like still Melissa Etheridge. Kind of yes. Music. Yeah, Melissa. Her voice is, like,
0: stunning. Katie Lang's <clears throat> voice is, like, <throat> butter. It's amazing. I don't know how, like, I don't
2: understand it. <laughs> and I got caught in, like, a fucking, sorry for swear. Oh, swearing, you're allowed a, to. A, a, a Shania Twain storm oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about two weeks yes. ago. Yeah. Where I just... I mean just relentless hits mm-hmm. right relentless hits yeah. I just see we are
1: doing like mom shout outs I cannot listen to Barbara Streisand with bursting Into tears oh. <laughs>
2: really i'm like that with adele adele me and my nephew do puzzles me and my nephew do puzzles and i force him to listen to adele (laughs) and he's into it now like he plays the piano along with it and stuff (laughs) but like all of my family hate it but adele just kills me she's just so specific in her voice Mm -hmm. like you can just there's so much emotion. So much? Yeah. Yes. But that's my yes. mom is a big,
1: like, big Carly, Simon, Barbara Streisand. Oh. And whenever I hear Barbara Streisand sing, just yes. like the way we were kills me every time. Uh,
0: well, yeah, it's so emotionally uh, mm-hmm. sad. It's such so, so sad. <laughs> That movie's sad. (laughs) Every time you're like, why? (laughs)
1: It's so sad, I know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What happened? Uh, Okay, uh, (laughs) if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, like COVID doesn't exist, so you can go anywhere you want, where you want to go.
1: I really want to go to Vanuatu. It's been a place on my map for a long, long time. Oh, amazing. To where? Vanuatu, it's in the South Pacific. I have this really romantic idea. It's like way back when, when I was trying to decide if I was going to be in like outdoor adventure leadership or pursue acting, I oh. <laughs> these were my options. Oh. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Very similar
1: pursuits. <laughs> Very stable. Pole. How'd you choose? Yeah, Want to take t- people kayaking down the Panama, or am I gonna do Catherine Hepburn's version of whatever? um <laughs> So these were my options. So. But I met these people from Vanuatu who who said, uh, when a Vanuatuian meets you, they don't mm-hmm. greet you with a hello. They they say to you, I see you.
0: Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's pretty beautiful. Yeah. I love that. That's so, mm-hmm. what a sweet way. I'm going to start doing that. I Just know. going up to people being like, I see you. I see you, which they'll be so creeped out by. Yeah, they'll be like, <laughs> What? <laughs> Yeah. It's okay see you. though. I That's okay you. though. Just let everyone let okay. reiterate that we can see each other. I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> I see you. Yeah. And the woman I at think Starbucks is like, it just depends like, on how yes, serious." Yeah. Go to Starbucks. <laughs> I see you and they're like, "What yeah. do you want?"
2: <laughs> how do you
0: spell that? How <laughs> do you spell that? Sorry. What's your name? Oh my goodness. Okay, and uh a final question. I do this every podcast. Um the party we're at a party and the party's just ended everyone's going home everyone had the best time of their lives and now you're heading home how do you want to be remembered at the party like like how do you want people to remember you like or or say about you when they go home they're like oh dana was so blank or kate was so blank like in a good like a good way like what do you how do you want them to remember you uh, i
2: don't know. Uh, I know i don't know i i, I Maybe, like, I always am happy when I know, like, like that you may, might have made somebody comfortable who maybe wasn't mm-hmm. that comfortable. I love that. Like, that's always something that makes me feel nice. Like, if I know that, like, you know, sometimes, because especially all of us, like, going out to comedy shows and things like mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes it's such a, we don't realize that we're in this massive clique, mm-hmm. like, that everybody knows each other yeah. and mm-hmm. everybody, everybody has this, like, their own little shorthands that, that have other people so so i find that like and maybe yeah i find that something that like if i'm in that kind of scenario if i know that you know maybe somebody met a couple of people who they might not have Mm -hmm. or you know stayed a little bit longer than they would have yeah you know i think maybe that i like that that's nice okay dana's
1: so nice
0: dana's so nice
1: So kind, so and sweet. I can yes. It. In my mind, I was like, I want them to think I'm beautiful and yeah. smart <laughs> and sexy. But
2: That's great. I want, but that's I equally want that great. <laughs> but like, I'm in the corner with the wine turned yeah. around my mouth, right? Like, I gotta just hope for the best. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's like I know, I know, I'm a monster. At least she can go and have some yeah. fun. That's great.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Oh, Kate, okay, I think I think wanting people to think you're beautiful and sexy and all that is great as well. What's how we feel? That's natural. It's natural. It's that is natural.
1: It's self-absorbed though. It's not so concerning about how someone else is feeling. <laughs> like,
2: that's okay. But. but mine is fairly self-absorbed as well because you want to feel like you like you know keep the world fucking turning you know
1: what i mean you do keep the world turning though you
0: do you both do and i've loved this conversation and this has been honestly (laughs) the best you truly are both so wonderful and i'm so happy to know you and i'm so excited to see everything that you accomplish or we just be in everything that we make. I will. Like, honestly, tell out. me. You tell me and I will be there. I'll work with you always because it was such a delight. <laughs> and all of your work is so wonderful and amazing. And I can't wait to see Rainbow Baby. And I can't wait to see Band Ladies on Amazon Prime. That's huge. Also, everyone listen to the soundtrack on Spotify because it's amazing. And I have it on repeat often. So. <laughs> uh, and oh, yeah. To- and are you yeah. going to do a cover? Because I'm
1: pretty excited yes, about
0: I am. Yeah. I'm going to do the cover Aww. for this episode. Which will be oh, not that's out that's this that. week, but the week after. Yes, I am going to yeah. do a cover. I'm so
1: excited! I'm, I, like I,
0: I, the minute that soundtrack, your soundtrack came out, I listened to that song and I was like, I have to sing this. <laughs> it is the most beautiful. Like, it is so simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's the best kind of songs. Sometimes are those simplistic with a beautiful melody and like, be, like the when you all sing together too. It just I I just I love it. I love it so much, and I can't. I'm very uh, grateful that you're allowing me to cover
2: it.
1: yeah, for sure.
2: You know what? I I also have the first recording of me and Molly and Kate and Christian singing.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, Somewhere.
0: if you ever want to send it to me, I would love to put it on uh, on the podcast. So because I think <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. I'll, I'll,
2: Maybe I'll coincide it with your awesome Trisha Black <laughs> version of Trigger. And then it's the, all of us in, we did all of, most of our work in the condo room at, yeah. uh, at no, And it's all of us like gathered round.
0: That's so sweet I mean, though. I funny. love that. I would love to hear that. Uh, where,
2: <laughs> where can <laughs> I'll send please, it to you. Please, You can listen to please. it. Please. Yeah. I would
0: love to hear it. I would love to hear it. Um, where can people follow you just so we, we can get everyone following you and band ladies and rainbow baby
1: yeah i mean at fan ladies mm-hmm. on instagram yeah. twitter and and uh facebook right mm-hmm. it's all yeah. the same mm-hmm. and at rainbow baby yeah. film same we're not on twitter but we're on facebook and instagram
2: amazing
1: and i'm kate and, and, underscore name
2: and kate your other project filmores filmores we project. haven't like That's launched
1: of- into it but we're about to start Ooh. a whole campaign for that yeah
2: fun i can't yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Following band ladies on Instagram yes. and uh, we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook. Uh, we put a lot of stuff out on Instagram. That's kind of our main yeah. uh, platform. And then uh, I'm Dana Pudd on Instagram and I'd love to see you there. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter. I think I'm just Dana Pod. I love it. Uh, and also band ladies is available on highball TV.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I will put the description. Uh, I will put nice. that into the description of the episode as well, okay. and it will be on YouTube too. I'll put it in the description there. Uh, and this has been this has been truly amazing. This was just so nice to see your faces. So fun. As well. Yeah, it's
1: so nice to see you too, It's so fun to chat. I
0: know. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and we will see you soon. Tina Puttycomb and Kate Fenton, everyone. Oh my goodness. That was so much fun. Oh, it was so nice to see them. I literally haven't seen them since January, since we, I wrapped filming with band ladies. And speaking of band ladies, you should go watch it. It is so incredible. You can watch it on Highball TV. Uh, you can buy it, as well as which gives you downloads of the songs. Or you can do a monthly subscription on Highball TV and all of their streaming um, <coughs> all their streaming services and films as well. They are incredible. I am a huge supporter, and I love them. If you want to follow more of Kate and Dana, you can follow Dana at Dana pud on Instagram, kate underscore quickening to follow Kate, and make sure to check out Rainbow Baby Film on Instagram as well, and just watch it when it comes out, you know? If you want to follow me, you can follow me at it's underscore Trisha Black on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm really getting into Twitter. You can also follow the podcast at One More Round Podcast on Instagram. We also have a Twitter account now. Yes, we are on the tweets. We are on Twitter (laughs) at The One More Round, where you can check us out there. Uh, Check out my YouTube channel. I've got 123 subscribers now, so, you know, it's fun. I'm going to start coming out, hopefully, with some more sketches. I have a new one on there right now called A Lesbian Soliloquy. Check it out. If you're loving the podcast, uh, it would be amazing, and I would be very grateful if you left us a rating and review. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you're not enjoying it, let your enemies know. Tell them to subscribe and download every episode. I would appreciate it. Uh, Just leaving a rating or a review helps folks know who are just maybe passing by for an episode uh, what to expect. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate everyone who has left one so far. Amazing. The Q review uh, left us an amazing review as well as a uh, huge support on their Instagram. Good, nice shout out, uh, which uh, is very grateful. If you're looking and you're saying, hey, I got some extra cash lying around and I'd really love to support... You know, a queer comedian who's doing a podcast. Well, you can. We are on Patreon. And by we, I mean me and this podcast, because the podcast is me. Uh, and it would be really grateful on Patreon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash it's Trisha Black. And that just supports uh, money going into the podcast to get, you know, lots of lots of things to to help out with that. You know, some a website and. Also help it, help with social media and transcripts and things like that. Also, it's also for me to build more content for folks as well, like songs for the end of the podcast or music videos or all my editing for highlights on YouTube as well. And you get lots of really fun patron patron. Patron? sounds like Tron, uh, patron-exclusive uh, things in a material. So I have one patron right now, and it's Emily Milling. So y- you know you want to join Emily in this fun thing. <laughs> I would greatly appreciate it. And I thank you once again, and it means a lot for tuning in. And we hope to see you next week. I hope you stay safe and stay healthy. And, of course, no East Coast Kitchen Party is ever complete without a musical number to say goodnight and tonight is no different so here is a song that i am covering from band ladies it's my favorite song from the series it's called triggered it's originally sung by lisa michelle and the entire cast of band ladies and i hope i do it justice so we'll see you next week like i said stay safe love y'all
3: happening Sorry Just isn't good enough Walking away I'm moving backwards walking away i'm moving backwards turning around i'm in a tailspin not going back from baby where i've been Mm -hmm. if i hold the tree